0: Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about
1: Catholic things. This is Eric, the ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with Dan, your ambassador of nonsense. Welcome everyone. And we're going to do kind of a,
0: every now and then we do kind of a, a, a catch up on what's going on in the church. Um, all the different he said, she said, and then the, the synods that are coming up or in in act right now i guess. Uh um, yeah,
1: yeah, i think the senate's going on right now, isn't it? ninth yeah. to or, Yeah, in fact it it opened last weekend while we were at the Red River Gorge.
0: Yeah, okay. And i don't know. They I guess we've already done a talk about this, but they've released even stranger things since then about it and it was uh I don't know. We we kind of avoided it for 2 weeks, but I guess we should talk a little bit about that. But first, I think we should talk about this uh document from France about the sex abuse scandal in France for the past what was it 70 years?
1: Yeah. Like so back to the 50s? Yeah. And it which I want to point out guys, that's pre-Vatican too. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: it, it's, they keep, they keep doing these, like, like these little time bombs, you know, where, I mean, in the eighties, a whole bunch of stuff broke out and we were all like, oh, that sucks. And, um, other podcasts have pointed out that we were all kind of like, well, those numbers are a little bit askew and well, if you really look at it and it's, I don't know, I think by the nineties. Or at least by the 2000s we were beyond that we're like yeah we know it's bad yeah we know it's bad yeah we know it's <laughs> yeah. bad but they keep doing studies on what we've already admitted you know oh I mean right, they they right. did that in keep, Pennsylvania keep and it was with... like this big thing came out where it's like all these people were abused and we we're like yeah i know i know
1: we talked about that remember um and there's probably some you missed too
0: yeah so France came out with their own report: three hundred thirty thousand children. Well, they said three hundred thirty thousand victims.
1: In, I don't know sense, if that's children. It's not all children, I think. Or French, because I think some of them is like more like abuse of power, you know, but not necessarily children, you know. Yeah, making use of the the pastor relationship and stuff like that. Okay, well, it's saying I guess, I guess that's being pastoral, huh?
0: The AP report is saying 330,000 children were sexually oh. abused over the past 70 years.
1: Now. I wonder if that's what the actual report says.
0: Yeah, I, cause I, I guess I should have read the report. I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna take you know, it as space. Say, I'm, I'm gonna say, they, yeah, okay, that. Okay,
1: 300. I'm not gonna deny. children. Yeah. And, and then probably so many thousand more abuses not related to children on top of that maybe right
0: now okay i i do kind of question these numbers a little bit um so 330,000 children and then they said priests and an unknown number of peep other people involved in the church so church leaders and then it says uh, b- 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 216,000 people by, I guess we're talking about 3,000 priests still.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But even then, if you, that means that's like per 72
1: people per priest. per priest. And that's average, cause you know, a couple of priests maybe Probably didn't get caught
0: or, maybe 10,
1: a dozen. I mean, some of those priests were hitting hundreds. That's, that's a lot.
0: I, again, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. We keep pointing out that there's a problem, you know, because later it talks about, first of all, 80% of them were boys. Normal sex abuse victims, 75% are girls, but 80% of these were
1: boys. Which means it's not normal sex abuse.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's a homo problem. It doesn't give it percentage, but it says the vast majority between 10 and 13 years old. Of course, I, you know, maybe a six year old gets abused. Is, is anybody going to know? You know what I mean?
1: Right. He, he, yeah. But there, even, maybe there may okay. be plenty of abuses that were never known about.
0: 10 and 13 years old is not pedophilia and they're still talking about it as if it is pedophilia. 10 and 13 year old boys is hebephilia. and it's a little bit different. It's no better, oh, but it's, right. it's gay. It's gay. It, yeah.
1: I, you're, you're, you're a homo at that, that point. That's,
0: I mean, it's, it, well, I guess hebephilia doesn't describe gay abuse, but it describes that age where it's just pubescent.
1: It's sex specific.
0: And yeah. if, if you've got a priest, abusing a girl at that age well it just doesn't happen a whole lot it's boys and it's just once in a while it happens
1: but not like
0: yeah this is the problem we're facing and this is the problem we've been talking about since that big report and vegano wrote his letters and uh but i you know i do see some of the things in these reports like um I don't, I don't think you could only blame the church here. Cause, okay, this guy, Olivier, uh, Savinac, I don't know, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how to say these French names, any of them, really. So I'm just gonna say what it looks like. Just um,
1: read it like it's English. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was, uh, abused when he was, uh, I, I guess a young teenager, uh, and the priest that abused him, was found guilty and sentenced in 2018 to three years in prison. Is that how long away you go away for
1: sexual abuse? Three years? Hmm.
0: That maybe it's
1: more than one count. Maybe it's not just his. Like it might be so many counts. No, they, yeah, this short. is
0: someone else's account. I don't understand how it, it seems like three years isn't a very long time for for blatant sexual abuse. Yeah. It well, just doesn't I mean, like, seem very long.
1: I don't know. It, like Maybe the i
0: states lost
1: about this. Maybe I don't know. Like some states, like, like, um, like felony molestation or something like that, you could get up to 20 years, up yeah. to 20 years. And this guy got,
0: and then the, the, there's another, uh, uh, example here, I guess, of Bernard Prignat. Uh, it, he was a, Catholic priest in France, and he was um, given a five-year prison sentence. For And, and for this how is, many counts? After admitting to abusing more than 75 boys. Oh, wow. Five wow. years for 75 kids?
1: Man, he should at least get a year per kid. I think 100 years ago, you'd just be shot for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would, would have been dragged out by the townsfolks. And...
0: As we talked about before, um, this is this is not just a church problem, it's a cultural problem. We're making sorry. We're making sex more and more acceptable to young people. What do you think happens when you do that? You know, they
1: And we're making uh, deviant sex more and more acceptable to, for yeah, everybody.
0: Yeah, it's it's getting to so where there's going to
1: be crossover
0: and, and you've already called it the next big, uh, phobia is going to be, um, pay-to. not homophobia, but pedophilia. Uh, well, I don't know what you would call that, but it, it's going to be the next
1: thing that they add into the LGBT crowd. Mm-hmm. This, the, the yeah. P. So it'll be the P for pedo. And you know, the thing is, I, it, it, I almost wonder if, if it's like this, is part of it. I wonder if that's why they keep coming out with these reports um in order to sort of dull the mind, especially the mind of of minds of of Catholics and Christians who yeah. who perhaps might be the most ready to protest And, and this is, well, see, your priests do it anyway. It can't be all that bad. And see, everybody, see how pervasive it is? It's just a natural part of, you know, the problem Mm -hmm. is the abuse that comes from trying to hide it away and be secretive about it and, and all of that. I think that might be what's really going on here over the last, uh, let's say 30 years. Yeah. With these reports coming out one after another.
0: The thing is, uh, every time I read this in the news, it, uh, talks about Pope Francis's, I don't know, groundbreaking changes to the canon concerning this. Oh my um, gosh, and There's it's nothing groundbreaking
1: about it. it.
0: It's so, if you,
1: it was more of the same. All of his changes yeah. were treat the problem after the fact. Let's find out new ways to address this when it happens. Yeah, and it's it's none of it dealt with the issue. The only thing that happens
0: is that church officials have to report the abuse to other church officials. That's like the major part of the new rule. So if you work yeah. in a Catholic church and you find out one of the priests has been doing something, you got to uh, tell the bishop, well, guess what? Who do you think screwed this up to begin with? It was the bishops <laughs> was the bishop. who screwed it. <laughs> That's
1: It's, it's so more stupid.
0: We're, so we're going to let the bishops handle it. Well, they don't even have to tell the police. They just have to tell a uh, church official. This is just dumb. And we can expect more and more reports like this to keep coming out. It's it's not going to stop now. I mean, I would think at this point, I think people are just kind of trying to, are yawning at it, you know. Yeah. The guys who yeah, have already decided home-home. to leave the church have already done so, and the guys who are not allowing it to cause them to leave the church, well, we're still here, and that's not going to change. If if it's three million children, it still wouldn't change. We still this, it's still our church. We got to still the church. Hopefully, uh, something happens to clean it up. I don't. There's nothing we can do about it though, except just keep calling it out and praying, and praying. You can always pray. Um, also we've got, I don't know, Vigano, uh, did some, some talking at, I guess this was October 12th. Um, there were some people who were protesting the quote green pass. And I guess this is a, this is a, uh, vaccine pass. So you, you're allowed to be outside if you've got your green pass, but, um, gosh,
1: there's like places like Australia and stuff, right? This
0: was... Where was this? This was in Italy. Hold on. Italy? Oh, okay. Green pass. Uh, Italians gathered in Piazza del Popolo in Rome on Saturday, October 9th. And uh, Vigano had this to say. uh, What we see today is the poison fruit of decades of disillusion, of rebellion against the law of the Lord, of sins and vices that cry out for vengeance in the sight of the Lord. I mean, he's, he's just kind of pointing out that, hey, this is, this is where this stuff leads when you break away from God. It's going to lead to, to tyranny and, and oppression every time. I mean, they might dress it up as freedom, but it always leads to oppression. Um, and he also starts talking about this, this labyrinth that we've gotten into, um, Over the past two years, he says, at first, uh, he said, almost two years have passed since the beginning of this global nightmare. We've entered a labyrinth step by step. At first, it was the mask indoors. Then came the lockdowns with the self-certifications, then the curfew. Do you remember each time faced with an abuse that might seem justified by the emergency, we accepted to have a piece of freedom stolen step by step. They prevented us from going to church, leaving the house, working, going to school, visiting loved ones, and even dying relatives in hospitals. Step by step. Um.
1: Those are all the things we pointed out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And He's it's. Right. He's
1: like, yeah, very succinct and correct.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, encouraging people to continue to, uh, rebel, protest, whatever you have to do against these uh, vaccination laws. Because okay. it's... I, I, again, we can't quite tell what the,
1: the goal is here, but it's not good. It's not public health either. Yeah. that That's the one thing we know the goal is not. Because there's no public health utility to this vaccine.
0: Yeah. I had to go into place today, and I've been in the, walking in through this place for the past two years. Uh I think... <coughs> I think the first time during the COVID scene, I, I went in there with a mask on. Um, and then I stopped wearing it and I haven't worn one since then. And I go in there and nobody else is wearing one. But, mm-hmm. uh, my contact there approached me, said, Hey, Eric, I said, he said, I hate to say this. I got to give you a mask this time. All visitors have to wear a mask. I'm looking around. Nobody else is wearing nope. a
1: mask. <laughs> Just the visitors, huh? So, but here's the <laughs>
0: thing. Uh, Probably 75% of the workers there are undocumented, uh, illegals, illegal oh, immigrants. Okay. It's now you're going to tell me they've all been vaccinated for all these diseases? Yeah, no, and they
1: haven't. <laughs>
0: they, it's ridiculous. They don't care about health. So anyway, uh, they decided to start this synod on synodality, which just at its face is just retarded in
1: any way oh, you can uh, think you of. Know. I'm sure this is going to be the, the answer to the whole, uh, uh, sex abuse thing because of all this talk about journeying together. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem with these priests. It's not that they abused kids. It's, it's that they didn't journey together with them while they were abusing them. That's, that's the real sin here, according to this pope.
0: You know, before they started, he, uh, he came out with this talk, this news briefing. Um, he talked about the release of the preparatory dark document and the handbook, which we went over when it came out, um, to consult all the baptized, including those no longer participating in church life. I, why would we, why would we consult them on anything?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: They're not, they're not, a partic- they're not participating in the church. What does he think we got consult them to get them back or
1: yeah you know jesus didn't when does this like ever work the great commission no he said make disciples out of nations and teach them he yeah, didn't don't say he didn't say consult them. Them
0: over he says without real participation by the people of god talk about communion risks remaining a devout wish i don't quite know what that means
1: that's the without, thing about a lot of this stuff that the Pope says.
0: Without real participation by the people of God, isn't that what we do at Mass?
1: What, what does he mean? Yeah. Real participation What's, by the people of God. That's,
0: that's what communion is. Talk about communion risks remaining a devout wish.
1: It's a wish when you won't let us go. Yeah. When we go to Mass, that's real communion. Yeah.
0: But then we have to sit at home and watch it on TV, and that's a wish. Or when you say we're not allowed to go to the Latin Mass anymore, instead we got to go with all these. I don't. Need, I, I had to go to one.
1: Well, you know, his right there. Okay. week Without it was so real, stupid. <clears throat> Without they didn't even have kneelers. Oh, at that church you went to was this the chapel? Where'd you go?
0: Uh, it was somewhere in Westchester. It actually. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, the priest was, was more. Church? Reverend, no, he didn't want to go, but I said, well, I'm going to go there because it's, it's at four instead of seven. Oh, okay. I will admit, the priest and the people there were more devout than you see in some churches with kneelers. But it was still, it just comes off as hokey when you've seen the Latin Mass, especially when you've attended it for so long. You go into the Novus Order, and it's it's disheartening and we've got the leader of our church, that's not even good. It it's it's gotta be hokier. It can't be just that. It's gotta be even hokier. And we gotta invite everybody who's not even in the church to come and take communion with us. That's what really that statement's about.
1: Yeah. I mean really if I mean the the statement and that see here's the thing. The statement on its face, if all the words are understood correctly is kind of unassailable without real participation, going to mass, attending to the prayers, receiving Holy Communion by the people of God, those who are baptized and in a state of grace. Talk about communion risks being a devout risk, risk remaining a devout wish. That's true. When you understand yeah. those words in their traditional ways and their yeah. correct ways. Well, you know that this is code for something else. That's not what he's talking about uh and he uses a lot of words to get around it that that's the thing he uses these these phrases and words that are uh kind of twisty and and hard to follow and pin down without actually attaching specific meaning to everything
0: yeah i mean when i was he was doing that from the beginning and people would say oh did you hear pope francis francis said this and i would no he didn't say that the same way i would with pope john paul ii because I thought they were misquoting. And I look and mm-hmm. see, well, he did actually say that, but I could make that say a number of different things. And so that's what all the Pope's explaining came to mean is, can we, if he's speaking for the church, can we say he didn't uh, violate the infallible understanding we have of him, you know? Right. And almost any time he opens his mouth, that's what we're looking at nowadays. We believe he's infallible. Is he um is he proving us wrong? That's what that's what the whole thing has become with Francis. But on in this case, you know, we know what he means. And he means something that's wrong. Well, he you know, he ends up this speech and he says that The uh, proceedings, meaning the synod on synodality, could be impeded by one of three things, or maybe all of three things. Formalism, intellectualism, and the temptation of complacency.
1: Okay, I get the temptation of complacency. Uh, Yeah,
0: like a a bunch of bishops thinking they can just abuse whoever they want and do whatever they want and never have to pay
1: for it. And they don't have to actually... Changed anything in how the church is run or how priests are selected or anything like that?
0: Yeah, that's complacency. We know that's what that com- is.
1: Yeah, it's, we, we, we've got loads of complacency.
0: Uh, formalism, I don't know, but does he mean like being formal as in informal? To me, formalism like, means your formal. words have
1: meanings. Yeah, to to me, that's what formalism is. You you know, things have specific meanings, and you attach them to them, and you use them in a specific way, and you formally define your terms. If there's Uh, no, maybe he's. I don't know what formalism is. If it's not
0: that, if there's no formalism, then what's the point of the church? That's what we want. I can I can get something without formalism by talking to you on a podcast or talking to my neighbor. that's a lack of formalism. If I want something formal, well, that's when I go to the church. So what the hell are He's, they doing there says, if there's no formalism?
1: He seems to be, he seems to mean, based on a, a quote um, a little bit later, that formalism means just setting up the appearance of something or the form of something without making it actually be that. Okay. Um, but... That's not formalism, but um yeah, I don't really think that's what formalism is either. If um could be a bad translation because he could be speaking in, you know, whatever Italian or something. Yeah, that's
0: right. Cuz he doesn't like usually he doesn't even he doesn't give us these things in Spanish or in Latin. It's always some other language, either Spanish or Italian. Here's, or, here's
1: the weird thing. This is this is how goofy this pope is. He following on this, he said, "We need content." Means and structures that yeah. can facilitate dialogue and interaction within the people of God, especially between priests and laity. I can go to confession anytime and dialogue with my priest. Yeah. And I can even say, hey, Father, by the way, I've got something I'd like to, you know, more heavy, I want to talk to you about. Can I set up a time to meet? And I, I bet there's not a priest in the United States. Who would say I'm way too busy for that? You 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 can't talk to me, uh, and they would say, call the office. My secretary has my calendar, but yes, I'm open to whatever you want to talk about. I, th- I think every priest in the United States, you know, who doesn't do this is bishops when somebody yeah. conservative wants to dialogue with them. Yeah, those. Are the people? Maybe those are the structures the Pope's talking about. He says, "Hey, we've got to get structures in here so that conservative people can actually dialogue with their bishops." You think that's what he means? (laughs) No,
0: I don't think that's what he means.
1: (laughs) Not at all. I think I think he actually means let's put up structures that people have to go through. What what does it strike? I need a structure so I can facilitate dialogue with my priest. What does that even mean? That is so stupid. It's, yeah, there's no, there doesn't need to be structure.
0: You can go. We have
1: infrastructure. (laughs) We've got roads and I can drive on it to the parish office. But I think these things are actually this, this idea of content means and structures. To me, that's putting more stuff in the way of dialogue so that they control what dialogue is going to happen. I think that's what this is really about. See,
0: that, um, that's, there's, there's the wording they use, and and the feel of the what they're saying, and then there's really what they're saying. There's really what what's behind this all, and that's exactly what's behind this all is to keep to keep people from like me and you from dialoguing. It's so that gays can dialogue, but straights can't. Right? For example, that's what this is about. And intellectualism. I don't think he's in any danger of this. I don't think any of them are.
1: Yeah, intellectual. I wonder what he even means by intellectualism. It, it, it it's like he said. Um, I'm looking for a quote re- regarding let me intellectualism. Yeah, let me, that might explain what he me, might mean. Because I'm, I'm reading this kind Catholic of talk News about it. Article, by the way.
0: Yeah, that's where I went for it.
1: Yeah, I'm missing. Uh, I don't see anything. That the
0: synod anything can turn me. into a kind of a study group. Losing itself in abstraction. Is that what happened in, I'll tell you what, that's what happened in Vatican II, but before Vatican well, that's right. II? That's
1: to the second risk.
0: No, that's not what happened before Vatican II. They, there was no, uh, it wasn't abstract. It was very concrete. It was real. It, it Vatican defined II things.
1: Turned it abstract and so that it no longer had teeth. It was, I mean. Yeah. That's was, the thing. You can read the Vatican II documents, and on a abstract level, you can you know refer. Okay, yeah, the, the abstractly they all are say true to orthodoxy, um, with, with a couple reservations that I have. But um, but it was abstract. Yeah. There was a lot of of stuff in there that that is like okay, you know, we're gonna just put these abstractions in place and then let people let. Bishops, priests, whoever, draw on them as they might for decision making about how they're going to bring people to Christ. And it ended up being a disaster.
0: And no matter what they do, they would always say, well, this is the spirit of Vatican II. <laughs> because right. it's so abstract.
1: So he says, the so usual. Does this mean he's turning back the spirit of Vatican II, do you think?
0: You, no, I don't that think doesn't That doesn't sound like him. No. <laughs> um. He said the usual people saying the usual things without great depth or spiritual insight. This is what's dangerous. Um, yeah, I, I agree with him. I just don't think we're talking about the same people, um, and ending up along familiar and unfruitful ideological ugh, ideological uh, and, partisan and partisan divides. divides. Uh, removed from the reality of the holy people of God and the concrete life of communities around the world. What the hell has he been doing? He's been tearing these communities apart.
1: Yeah. Did you read? He's been driving, he's been driving designs. He's been in fostering he's creating and creating partisanship yeah. within the church. Um, and, and you know, that's, again, this, this is the, okay, he's like, okay, we have to resist the intellectualism, here, here's what he's really saying. We have to resist the intellectualism that would cause people to think too clearly and too much about these things. We've got to put it immediately into terms of boots on the ground so that we can accomplish our goals in spite of the fact that there are a lot of intellectual errors behind yeah. them. I think that's what he's really saying here. That, that that's what this is, reads like to me. Yeah.
0: You know, he adds something here. Um, the danger in the end is to apply old solutions to new problems. I'd, I'd like to know what new problems we have other than a heretic pope. Yeah. Other than that, I what mean, new problems do we have? I'd love to know always,
1: that. The had the fundamental problem of sin, and that is the problem that the church is there to solve. The church is not there to solve economic problems. The church is not there to solve which we've problems always had. of productivity. Which we've um, always had. The, right. The church is not there. Uh, the church is not really even there to solve things like wars and stuff like that. Yeah, Obviously, which the church can help contribute to the solution by bringing holiness to people, especially people who are in charge of nations and cities and so forth but the church is the, the problem that the church is here to solve is the problem of sin and the solution to that is Christ and the mass and the sacraments
0: and it's really that simple it's,
1: it's yeah it really is
0: the, the the only new problem we have right now is that and it's even then it's not a new problem we've had it before it's just not to this degree that people are unable to find the church. We don't yeah, we've gotten to a point where we don't know where to turn, but because of mass communication, actually uh we do know where to turn. We we're able to find well, the truth still.
1: It's kind of a two-edged sword because of of the um the modern reality of the internet. The real truth is easier to find than it's ever been before, but I mean, it's easier to get to than it's ever been before. You don't have to send away somewhere and, uh, you know, or go through three chains of command with, with multiple delays each. But that very thing that makes that possible has also allowed such a fog and cloud of bad information masquerading as, as truth or compassion or empathy or whatever. And, and that is. You know, maybe that's the real danger. That's that's the new danger is is the fact that the modern state of communications, our sort of modern information age, creates a much more um, em, emphatic and ubiquitous fog of bad information about the truth.
0: And the problem um, is that this has crept into the church, right? Exactly. And is, I mean, it. It kind of threatens us in that they have these synods and they, they produce these documents that in the end don't actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, but it's a lot of fog.
1: Yeah. It, it sure obscures the truth.
0: If you're a guy looking for the truth and you, okay, this is what the Pope is saying. Well, this has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So yeah. I guess I'll pass on the Catholic thing. Uh, this is yeah, stupid. Go,
1: go somewhere other than the Catholic Church. I mean, just read that next paragraph in the CNA article. Um, it, it is important that the synodal process be exactly this, a process of becoming, a process that involves the local churches in different phases and from the bottom up in an exciting and engaging effort that can forge a style of communion and participation directed to mission. Oh, my goodness. What a lot of nothingness. Yeah. It's, it's worse than politicians. It's, it's the worst kind. I mean, I hear this language when I work for big companies and have to go to, you know, um, I'm going to call them pep rallies rallies and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's that kind of language, except it's even worse than that.
0: I think the last time we brought this up, we talked about Malcolm in the middle when, uh, Hal (laughs) becomes, becomes one of those speakers. The, (laughs) I can't remember what you call them now, the motivation speakers. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just a bunch of big words that really don't mean anything. They just, they make, they sound deep. If you say Mm -hmm. it real fast, your brain doesn't have enough power to process each part of that sentence. So that you could end up making a meaning of it, but if you just take your time, go through it step by step, you can come up with something, and the something is nothing because it doesn't say anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's and here's the thing: Uh, the Pope, when he says this stuff, he's he probably really thinks it does. He probably really does have some kind of meaning in behind uh, in mind behind this, and whatever it is, it's bad. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's 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 a bad thing for the church. It's a bad thing for souls.
0: Yeah. I it's like every time he opens his mouth, I'm I'm glad that it was a long time ago that I was red-pilled on him. And I'm I'm more and more amazed at people who aren't who are still you know, the, kind of
1: There's two phrases in here that are weird uh to me. The I mean they're they're not weird but that kind of jump out uh, process that involves the local churches and from the bottom up. Now here, here's both those ideas, local, you know, starting local bottom up grassroots, that kind of every single totalitarian dictator acquired power, bottom up. It's how totalitarianism yeah. works in the world. Yeah. Uh, the, the, um the evil ancient monarchs you know nero and and those they didn't acquire power bottom up but they weren't nearly as totalitarian as the modern totalitarian, dicta- totalitarian dictators are today that we see right um but here's the weird thing about that because th- i mean this is the language of a would-be tyrant but the pope already has complete monarchical yeah. control you know of the church. He's the guy in charge. This is, I think this is actually meant to put the church into a, I think this is not really even about the church when he's doing some of this kind of stuff. I think this is about making the church because it already has local churches. It already has the ability for people to talk to their priests and usually their bishops it already has this ability to kind of mobilize and motivate on a ground up level. I think this is about getting the church to support some kind of like, like worldly centralization of power. Uh,
0: so it's a, it's, a, hey, bishops, um, uh, support the new world government that's coming.
1: That's basically what it boils down to. You know, we're journeying together. We have to make sure that we're all journeying together. Yeah. You know, what's that sound like? One worldism, new world, you know. The, it, yeah, that's
0: a, that's the thing. He keeps talking about how it's it's going to be about other people giving their opinions, but it's always, always, always the people who aren't Catholic. Mm-hmm. Why can't we listen to the Catholics for once? Yeah. Why can't we go in that direction? Because every single change that has happened has been either suppressing real Catholics or, um, giving bigger voices to non Catholics. It's always that. And it's, he acts like it's from the bottom up, but it's not. If it were the bottom up, then the church would be getting more and more traditional. Because that's what's happening at the bottom. I get, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, maybe I, live in a fantasy world where the traditional movement is, I think it's bigger than it really is. I don't know. But I do know that it's growing. I know that it's yeah, bigger now than it was in growing. the 70s or even well, the 80s. I mean, the, if,
1: it, if it were shrinking, the Pope would not have issued that motu proprio.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't about. need to. It'd just be a bunch of people who are, you know, so, kind of huddled together in this tiny little one church and uh, they're not affecting anything or doing anything. But that's not... Yeah. yeah it's not bottom up this is this is Pope Francis down, but the problem is this mm-hmm. is supposed to be from God down. It is supposed to be from the top to the bottom. It's just yeah
1: I mean the churches we're not going all the way to the top, not totalitarian but hierarchical certainly
0: right, and that's why we're still here that's why we still call him Pope. We don't have to like him, but we're still accepting his authority and we we have both agreed that if he, if he decided we couldn't have these masses, then I, then we couldn't until somebody yep. changes it. This, uh, I don't know. Did you look at the, so he gave this little talk and then he releases these, uh, it looks like something for third graders. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's like this script is all the, all the script except the main, main, main body is in this like crayon font. And it, there's these like, I don't know that, Weird drawings on it and stuff that are, it's, it's, it's both lovely and, they tried to,
0: uh, they tried to publish a paper in something that you would normally see on, um, Microsoft, uh, PowerPoint, you know? They tried to PowerPoint a a church church document. go,
1: Go to page, uh, I think it's page, it's actually, it's labeled as page one, but it's the, it's the page right after the contents. Yeah. That's totally a PowerPoint diagram.
0: Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's like, these are supposed to be church
1: documents, not... I mean, this is like a, 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 you know, this is the, this is the kind of stuff that, that, you know, a certain place I worked, we used to joke, we were putting documents together for management, it's like, get out your crayons. Yeah. It's... Because they didn't want any substance, they just wanted to see pretty pictures and stuff. Now, it's, I mean, (laughs) Oh gosh, the it's just like this weird cartoonish it's hard to take anything in here seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean it's literally done with a crayon. <laughs>
1: it's just
0: it's even like if you look at the numbers Synod twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three. Um it's done in such a way that at first glance you think some of the letters are backwards. They're not oh, backwards, right. mm-hmm. but it it almost, you have to look at it twice because it looks like kid style coloring and, and that it, you expect it to be backwards. It's, it's such a weird, I don't know. It's, it's what we'd expect from Pope Francis. Now, here's the thing. I can't find the document. Hold on here. Where did I? Oh, leave? you
1: sent me a link to it.
0: Yeah, I know. And then I, then I lost it. Let me search for some of this text. Is there a normal form of this document? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I that's what I originally looked for. I looked for a PDF, but the only PDF I found, and you couldn't download the PDF. You had to, well, I guess you could. But, uh, okay, preparatory document for the 16th Ordinary General, blah, blah, blah. I did find one.
1: This is a scary, um, this is a scary, uh, paragraph, uh, I found. It's paragraph number 25. It's on page 29. It Let says, me see if this, okay.
0: Is this uh, describing Ignatius of Antioch? No. Okay, dang on it.
1: It's, it's right at the beginning of section four, synodality in action.
0: Ah, I yeah, got please. it. Enlightening, enlightened okay. by the word. Okay, right.
1: It says, uh, in fact, synodality uh, presents a peculiarity that is also an extraordinary resource. Its object, synodality, is also its method. In other words, it constitutes a sort of construction site or pilot experience that makes it possible to immediately begin reaping the fruits of the dynamic that progressive synodal conversion introduces into the Christian community. What he's basically talking about is synodality as something that we pursue as an end. It's, it's, it is its own end. I guess they think it is. And this is more concretely shown on the next page when it says the fundamental question. It says the fundamental question that guides this consultation of the people of God, as mentioned at the beginning, is the following. A synodal church in announcing the gospel journeys together. How is this journeying together happening today in your particular church what steps does the spirit invite us to take in order to grow in our journeying together this is this is a project of making the the idea the concept that we're journeying together more important than the direction of the journey yeah that's what this is yeah Hey, we're this, headed over. This a cliff. completely yeah, throws out the end, the the point, the the destination, and says, who, "Who cares where we're going? As long as we journey together, that's what this is all about." But you know, here's the thing: he
0: he desperately tries to make it look like the the kind of direction that we go in is going to be decided by us guys down here on the ground. But he kind of, uh, and he alludes to that document, uh, that was, that his, that came out under his reign that talked about the, um, the, the teaching of the church is, is sometimes decided by the faithful.
1: Oh, the, the, yeah, the census fidelium. Stuff, yeah, that, he, that, um, okay, yeah, really, the virtue really of the Holy Spirit that.
0: received him, the totality, the totality of the faithful cannot err in matters of belief. So it, he's quoting his own words here. Um, yeah. and then he also says, although something to the uh, effect that it's not like a vote.
1: Right. But, you can't just pull all the faithful and get to the truth that way. Right, he was correct in saying that. Right, but the faithful cannot
0: err in matters of belief. What what this is a lot of this about is that they are able to control the people who are giving input on these synods and yeah. and all the stuff that's coming from the ground, the the, the local churches. They're going to control who gets to talk in those and what they get to it's say it's kind of like and then they can say well it's it's the faithful who are saying this not just us we've been saying this this whole gay thing all along but now we're finding out even the faithful believe this
1: yeah i think this that's a lot of what this is about the whole thing i think it's it's also a, a th- think of it like as a strategy okay so we're going to do this big synodality thing and what we're basically doing is training the bishops and the priests in this scam, a, a sham, of this sort of ground-up approach to church, which isn't you know, consistent with, with the gospel anyway. Yeah. But this ground-up approach to church, we're going to put in structures and, and means that allow, that facilitate dialogue between the lady and the priest, lady and bishops, and so on and so forth. And by putting those structures in place, we're gonna, from the top, control that dialogue so that the beasts, priests and bishops see uniformly among the faithful what we want them to see, what yeah. we at the top want them to see. I think that's what this really all looks yeah. like when you put it all together.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and they're like I said, they're they're not interested in what we say. Or, or for example, over the past thirty years when you saw all the tabernacles disappearing.
1: Yeah. You know people were protesting that all over the place.
0: Yeah. There were meetings, there were arguments. People were fighting it. Uh they didn't care. They didn't care at all. They just did it. And people are going to fight
1: today if that's the kind of dialogue, you know, you would think that, that the Pope in talking about the synodality and, and all the people of God would be saying to priests, you know, when your people want their tabernacles, you got to give them to them. No, he would never say something like that.
0: No. But if there's one or two gay people, because he loves talking about the person that nobody else listens to. So there's two gay guys there that they don't believe anything that we believe. They, they're forcing themselves on us we don't necessarily want them there i mean we'd love to have them saved but they're not saved because they don't believe what we believe but yet they won't leave they still call themselves catholic those are the people that are going to be listened to and he's going to say see see we saved these two gay guys they couldn't have been part of the church without all this it's like okay what about all the two thousand other people that you said uh screw off it yeah it just blows your mind the, the kind of stuff that these people get away with, and and there's nothing we can do about it. I we, we're literally there just is, kind of waiting for some kind of miracle here. I
1: know, it's like what what else could eventually happen? I mean, the, how how bad could it get? How uh, feeble minded can the church become before God says, "Okay, that's enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna send my Holy Spirit for real now." This there's people you know
0: we're not a small crowd there there's plenty of people who want who love the church despite all the flaws and who want to see her strong and uh not strong as in having power but strong as in withstanding the corruption that that committed. seems to be going yeah. everywhere else right. and yeah. we're all saddened by this this idiot pope and all these bishops who who just who keep betraying us over and over and over again and they never lose their power and i we do just get all you all you can do is keep praying
1: I guess. well
0: even then you could start fasting and you could pray more
1: that's true i mean there's 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 more than one way to to pray that you know you you got to join it with fasting and um... if if I think
0: it, it has caused a lot of people to start fasting when they might not have before. The, the fact that we're in so much trouble and everybody sees it. It's so plain now, it doesn't even try to hide. So people who might not have ever thought about this stuff are starting to realize, Hey, this is going to be a major spiritual battle and there's only one way to win it. Oh man. The, the synodal journey unfolds within a historical context marked by epical changes in society and by a crucial transition in the life of the church, which cannot be ignored. Little thing, the changes in society are, are... It's been like this forever. It's not a major change. There's
1: no change. It's not really. There's. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like... The change is
0: actually... It's, it's just that the church has never been this bad.
1: In fact, I, that's, that's the thing. The change is in the church, not in society. Society's yeah. always been bad. Society's always had its, uh, its, or at least uh, had... attractions, its temptations. It's always calling people away from God. That's, that's the constant in the world and that continues today. That's what we're here to fight. That's what the church
0: is supposed to be fighting is saying, Hey, don't do it this way. Do it God's way. I don't. uh I don't know how much more we could say about it without just kind of
1: <laughs> saying the same things. I mean, we could yeah. go through and find a bunch of stuff in this. Yeah, I've got I a think. whole bunch yeah, of that's, uh, that's little writing cool projects, but it's the, it's just the whole so church consistently bad.
0: The whole church is called to deal with the weight of a culture imbued with clericalism that she inherits from her history. And with those forms of exercising authority on which the different types of abuse are grafted. Okay, so are you changing that? And, you know, she... I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with every <laughs> yeah. single, every sentence in this whole it's like document. You can
1: take every sentence and say ten sentences about what's wrong with it. Yeah. Especially I think that's
0: another, when you know their
1: end goal. I think that's a that's a technique of the nonsense purveyors they just put so much out there that you can't possibly address it all and you just throw up your hands
0: yeah and you you feel i don't have anywhere to start i could i could start at the last sentence or the first sentence yeah but even (laughs) the sentence itself
1: where do i start It, it reminds me of i was in college and i was a freshman and you know i went to to Catholic schools, which were good schools then, St. Martin's and then LaSalle. I knew how to write. Yeah. And, um, one of the guys who, who, he wasn't in my class, but he was in, he was a freshman with me. He, he we were on separate, he was a mechanical, no, no, he was actually a civil engineer. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he asked me to look over and proofread one of his papers. And it, it's like this thing was, I, uh, the organization was bad. The sentences were ungrammatical. The words were misspelled and I, like, like several other levels of wrong with the whole paper. Yeah. It's like, Oh my gosh. Where do I start? How can I possibly do this without like saying, okay, I'm going to scrap it all and rewrite it for you? Yeah. Um, I, I never agreed to look at anybody else's paper since then throughout <laughs> my entire college.
0: Yeah, it, I, again. This reminds me up of a, is... <laughs> a Malcolm in the Middle when when Malcolm uh, was asked to help this football player get through his classes or something, and he had to write a he had to write an essay to uh, help him get into a college, and and Malcolm just ended up writing it for him.
1: <laughs> but somehow the football
0: okay. player believed that he was smart enough to write it, so. He, <laughs> Malcolm made him believe him in himself But was he was just so paper? bad that it was yeah. a waste yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay This Pope, this Pope needs Malcolm to, to do his writing for him Yeah or something.
0: <laughs> I, I guess All we, right. we can't yep. say much more about it It, think, it is what it is I think it we're is. done it's with just... the topic Yeah, <laughs> Move okay.
1: on to news <laughs>
0: Alright, so let me find current events Actually, I'm going to get a coffee before I okay Alright, I, th- I thought I was reading last week's news. Okay, I, I got it now. Uh, three people are killed and seven injured in a 4.8 earthquake that hits uh, in Indonesia. Now, an- at the, like a couple days later, I don't know if this has anything to do with the earthquake. Eleven people drowned during a school outing who had gone down to the river to, to clean, to like pick up trash in uh indonesia and 11 people i don't know how many of these are kids or if maybe it was a college or what but i guess there was like a flash flood or something but they went down to the river in uh west java and to clean and pick up trash and uh they drowned
1: wow i mean that's terrible it's terrible but it's also i mean it makes you wonder how did that happen what yeah how I can mean, you not
0: unless maybe they went into the water for some reason
1: was it like maybe they they were thought they were gonna got into the water and, and like the current was way stronger than they thought or something or or was it a steep bank that kept going and and they slipped and couldn't well recover? you know
0: sometimes the river creates those like almost canyon type of deals and it looks solid and you walk up and it ends up being sand. I mean, oh, we've seen that, yeah. you know, uh, right, in a, right. I, if it's a big river, you know,
1: you it could you end up away and then suddenly, yeah.
0: suddenly a bunch of people are gone. Let me, uh, see, these are all reported on, uh, Alge Al Jazeera and okay. Ages 13 to 15. These are kids. Okay. Twenty one of them slipped into the water. I guess this is probably uh what I just described. The weather was good and there was no flash flood. So those children who drowned were holding each other's hands. One of them slipped and the others followed. Oh wow!
1: That's true. Oh man! I hope it would uh, go the other way. It would save yeah. them. Yeah.
0: Wow. I guess that's what was happening. Maybe I guess there was kind of a cliff there and it just. Um, and this is not during the rainy season, and it was not flooded, so...
1: Just a, a horrible accident.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, an unidentified armed gang kidnaps 15 American missionaries and their families in in Haiti. Now, authorities in Haiti say that members of the 400 Mawozo gang are behind the kidnapping. Um... Actually, 15 Americans and one Canadian. Uh, those kidnapped include seven women, five men, and five children. I guess this gang, I think they're doing this for money. You know, they kidnap them and then, and then try to get a ransom. Um, hmm. French president condemns the Paris massacre of 1961. Uh, on the eve of its 60th anniversary, but doesn't issue a formal apology. Now, the French massacre was in... I'm sorry, the Paris massacre uh, was uh, during the Algerian War. Um, there were 30,000 pro-National Liberation Front fund Algerians um, protesting. And the French government... Came down the the police came in and okay so it it says that there were forty deaths that were admitted to but most people say there were anywhere from a hundred to three hundred deaths actually some okay. of it was by the beating of the the police beating them but a lot of it was police officers throwing demonstrators into the river CN. Uh, Oh, River wow. S-E-I-N-E I wonder yeah, how you say Sin. that Sin? I, I just okay. call it the Seine That's going to come up later In the Saint story I guess the, that river must be huge Or, yeah, it's, or it's violent It's like the
1: main river through France
0: But I mean Like if somebody threw a bunch of Demonstrators into the Ohio River They would, they would, just, would just swim out yeah. yeah I guess this is a different kind of river I don't know Um Anyway, just I point. I saw that, and it reminded me of something that's in the Saint story. So that's why I'm pointing it out. Um, So in China, they launched a. I guess this is Shenzhou 13. It's a rocket that they are. They're taking a crew to stay in the Chinese uh, space station for the next six months. So this will be China's longest crewed mission to date. Okay. Um, this is weird. Uh, collaborators, collaborators with the KTH Royal Institute of Technology publish an experiment showing evidence of a new state of matter, uh, called electron quadruplets.
1: So oh. this is kind of like, uh, Cooper pairs I guess where which is responsible for superconductivity
0: right only with their I think if I understand this right and I I don't but <laughs> as, as far as I'm able to um, this is kind of like um, oh I can't remember the word now when two uh, entanglement between two electrons that can't or but the Entanglement between two electrons doesn't seem to exist over great distances. But when there's a quadruplet of electrons, it seems to be able to uh, exist over greater in- uh, distances. This is my understanding of what they're saying. Huh. And they also talk about breaking of time reversal symmetry. I wish I had time to you look at all means. that and know <laughs> what most of the stuff means, but it's interesting. It sounds like an interesting basis for a story.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking you, you of can it, develop a sci-fi story out of that.
0: I, I think there is a sci-fi story entitled "Entanglement" that you can find on uh, Amazon by the world-renowned author Eric Engel. I'm pretty sure you can buy that. Japanese Prime right. Minister says that the mass release of wastewater at that nuclear plant cannot be delayed. Okay, remember in uh, Japan, there was a... Uh, several years ago, there was a earthquake that caused a near-nuclear meltdown. I guess it, it mm-hmm. was a meltdown. That was in 2011. Okay. Um they've got a lot of water in storage from that and they they're saying look we're going to have to we can't just hold it forever we're going to have to start releasing it and i guess some people are fighting that but he's going to do it anyway um, the local fishermen from both china and south korea are upset about it i don't i, I don't i mean they got to release it eventually but it it's not like is that area so bad that, that people can't go there? I mean, Japan's not a huge place, so I can't
1: imagine it being that dangerous. Maybe it's one of those that, you know, how people attach significance to certain things and then Yeah. you kind of lose proportion and perspective.
0: Right. I mean, even in Chernobyl, there are, things are growing again. It's, of course, this was in 2011. Chernobyl was a long time ago. But, uh, unlike Chernobyl, the Japanese government asked for and accepted help immediately. And we got the situation under control pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. He's saying he's going to go ahead and start releasing it into the ocean, the Pacific. Because he's had it for several decades. Um... No, I'm sorry. He hasn't had it since, for several, de- he's had it for one decade, but he's gonna release it over the next several decades. So what they, I mean, okay. you can't just keep water it's forever. Decades. That's, that's not, Yeah, that's a long that time. Be,
1: I know, that should be fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Man is wanted in Pakistan after killing his two daughters and four grandchildren and then setting their house afire. Uh, because one of his daughters married against his wishes. Oh man. Her husband also was, was in the fire. And these people are nuts. I don't know why the liberals have made friends with the, uh, Muslims, but they're nuts. You don't hear Catholic, you don't hear Catholic men doing that kind of thing. Well, you know what? Maybe you do. Not good Catholic men. This guy would be considered a good Muslim.
1: Yeah, that's the that's, thing. That's the thing. This is Islam. This is if what Islam. If a Catholic Islam guy makes. did that, they'd be like,
0: oh, what a terrible guy. Yeah. He would be considered by most Catholics to be a
1: terrible person. And by the you know, by by every document and development of the Catholic faith as well. Mm-hmm.
0: He wouldn't we find would not... justification for this.
1: Yeah. Anywhere somewhere in history. some
0: 500-year-old document in the Catholic Church. No, that you couldn't find that. Speaking of Muslims, um, there was a mob of Muslims uh who ended up killing two Hindu men at a temple in Bangladesh. Uh the w- apparently there was a Quran desecration at a Hindu temple and so there was like this mob of 300 Muslims uh who eventually the, the police were able to um, subdue, but I think four mem- members of the mob were also killed. But now there are, I'm sorry, a mob of 500 Muslims, not 300.
1: Oh, wow.
0: There are now 300 suspected members of this mob that have been arrested so far. So... The Hindu, the Bangladesh police are coming down on it. They're not going to tolerate these Muslim riots. Yeah. Maybe the Christians should start acting more like the Hindus defend ourselves <laughs> against That's these right. people. Uh, citing Roe versus Wade. Okay. This is, this is tricky. Citing Roe versus Wade, the United States Department of Justice, the DOJ requests the Supreme Court to vacate the mandate of the court of appeals for the 5th circuit on allowing the texas heartbeat act to remain in effect thereby blocking the law so i don't i first of
1: all why is the why is the doj involved in this at all this is yeah. a this is they, court this this is they need to step out this the doj is executive they need to step back let the legislative and judicial work this out And then when the final answer's there, step in and act accordingly. That's what their job is. Their job isn't to inveigh on behalf of a certain idea of how things should go. And their job is not to enforce court decisions. Their job is to enforce the law, legislative action.
0: The court is going to, uh, interpret the law, and then the DOJ
1: enforces it. That's... Yeah, this is a complaint. I mean, this, this is the, the ongoing, um, Ideologization of the Department of Justice that, yeah, you know that that we yeah, it, I mean it certainly so started corrupt. under Clinton, uh, continued vastly under Obama. I mean I, I think Obama took took major, massive strides in that direction. And yeah, now we're seeing it applied full force again.
0: Yeah, so again we keep praying for this. Um, America can still turn around if we can. If we can stop abortion, I think America could be great again. Yeah. Uh the Olympic torch relay begins in Greece without public attendance. That's stupid. So dumb. I don't even like Olympics, but I think that's I know, so but that's stupid. really stupid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> January 6th select uh, committee investigating the riot on the US Capitol. Votes to hold former, uh, chief strategist Steve Bannon in criminal contempt for refusing to comply with a subpoena issued by the select committee. I don't know if this select committee has any power that they're allowed to just subpoena people.
1: Is it a this congressional is just a, committee?
0: I, I don't know. I don't, I can't I, tell I, if this I, is a congressional I, committee or just like a, it's probably like more of a, DOJ. If
1: it's, yeah, I mean, if it's a justice, th- I, yeah, because I don't know that. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I know, su- I know, Congress has a power of subpoena.
0: Yeah. Um, Mount Aso in Japan erupts, oh. sending uh, three thousand five hundred meters, sending smoke three thousand five hundred meters into the sky. Uh, it began around noon local time. I wonder how that looks from the. Uh, like from the satellite.
1: From the Oh.
0: Good idea. There, Let's see if we can I find guess that. I
1: bet there'll be some pictures coming up.
0: Yeah. I guess right now it's just smoke, I guess. Because uh there are no reports of injuries yet. Mm-hmm. Uh but there were climbers on the mountain or there were reports of climbers on the mountain right before the eruption. Uh they're they don't know about that yet, so I don't know. I think volcanoes kind of fascinate me, but I would never, I, I would never get so curious that I would go to see one. Even in, like, <laughs> the ones in Hawaii. I, I'll skip Hawaii really? because I know there's a, there's a volcano somewhere around there and the whole about, earth can just belch up molten rock. How about Yellowstone? Just, yeah, that's a volcano too. Yeah, but it's so, the en- there's no hope pra- of that.
1: Practically the entire park, uh, the, I mean it yeah. is is in a massive volcano caldera, yeah, there's and no the reason Earth's to think that crust it crust is like thinner there in the Yellowstone area than I think it is anywhere else on on the earth, is it, yeah, but it's got some really cool stuff
0: i yeah, I probably would go to Yellowstone, but I wouldn't go to Hawaii because there's actually lava <laughs> there, and you can go and see like lava. Like Mm -hmm. rock that has been melted. That's, that blows my mind. Yeah. And, and we're afraid that, that our factories are going to destroy this planet that belches forth (laughs) melted rock rock (laughs) and smoke 3,500 meters into the sky. Like we got that much power. Uh,
1: that's all the news I got. All right well i got a few stories here um first uh wait first i want to just you know give a a shout out to whoever i don't know god providence whatever uh for the chair that i'm um podcasting from Um, yeah i don't know if if you've ever heard my old Chair that, some, like, if I lean the wrong way, it it makes a like a loud popping sound. I don't know if it makes it onto the recordings or not.
0: I don't know about the. Well, I do, do. You like? Do you hear this? Because I know that I have to. I cut that out a lot in the podcast, but I do hear some kind of clunking. I thought it was you putting your cup down. Oh no! I wonder if that's your chair that, that I've been. It's my
1: chair. Okay, well, so I do last, hear your chair. So last week, um. I was on my way to work, and I, it was it was after the rush hour. I had to go into work to do something short, so it was later in the morning after rush hour, yeah, and it, here in Avon where I live on the in the road were a couple of these office chairs that you know, at a glance from driving, they looked pretty decent yeah um and I thought and I had to go all the way into the oncoming lane in order to go around them. so I thought, well, you know that's a accident waiting to happen. So I moved them off the side of the road and put them on the side. I thought somebody will be back for them, and I went on. No and reason. then I came home from work, and it was again. I was I was only there to do something short. So this was a little bit before the normal uh, afternoon rush hour, but still, you know, a few hours. They were still there on the side of the road when I came back past. So I thought, you know, it's been long enough for anybody to come back and get those. Nobody's coming. I'm going to pick them up. I threw them in the they're back of the truck. they mine now. Brought them home. Two well, of them? They, two of them. And, and both okay. of them had these stickers on them that indicated that they were, like, destined for recycling or something like that. I don't know. I pulled the stickers off. Um, they're both in pretty decent shape. Uh, little bit of scratches and nicks here. But the one I'm sitting in now, I went ahead and just... Each of them is, is missing one wheel. So I just pulled the wheels Aww. off of my old office chair and stuck them on this one. And now I'm sitting in a really nice, uh, lazy boy office chair, uh, with the arms that fold up so I can scoot up to my desk if I need. It's got this cool lumbar support where if that kind of forces you to have good posture. But if I lean back in the chair, the lumbar support kind of disappears into the chair to let you relax. It is a really neat chair.
0: <laughs> I need a new chair, but I don't often see them on the side of the road. I just have to wait. Until I know I see, you gotta. You know.
1: If you see one on the side of the road, Plus, I
0: wouldn't be in the truck. So.
1: Oh yeah. Well yeah, but you know you've got ropes and stuffing tied to the top of your your company car or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's a company car, so I can't just take crap. And you know me, if it were my car, I'd just take it and pile it on there and let it. Whatever dents and scratches, I wouldn't care, but I can't do that. It's not mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. What do um, we got?
1: I ha- if if anybody out there is looking to hire a wizard, uh, maybe get in touch with this guy. The city of uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, has um, basically fired their wizard. Um, wizard, like magic yeah, guy. Like, yep, yep. Uh, okay, for, you know the hat and everything. I think what it was is that it was a position hired by the city to be part of the city's um, sort of touristy attraction and stuff. And so, as yeah. part of their whole shtick, it's like, well, we have a wizard on staff for the city and stuff like that. Uh, but they decided that people aren't as interested in magic or whatever. And um, what city was this? Christchurch, New Zealand.
0: New Zealand. Oh, because that's where they filmed a lot of
1: the uh, movie Harry Potter stuff and, and whatnot. No, the Which, Lord of the Rings. I think. Oh, did they did they film that there too? Hold on, let me find that out. That could be. That makes sense.
0: New Zealand. Yeah, that's where they. That's where you can go see the Frodo and in the, in the, the 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 little the little holes that they live in. I can't remember the names of Oh, the things. hobbits,
1: the, where the hobbits but, live?
0: Yeah, yeah. Most of this mm-hmm. stuff, uh, a lot of this stuff was filmed in New Zealand, a lot of the landscapes.
1: Okay. Well, there you so go. So a lot of people
0: same... would go, and you got to admit, I mean, you've seen the Lord of the Rings, and you've seen the landscaping there, and you have to admit, it would be really beautiful landscape. If you wanted to visit a place that had nice landscape, that would be an ideal place. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't go looking for a wizard, but probably a lot of people do because of the movie. Right. So, But well, anyway, it was a long time ago. This guy's out of work, you know?
1: unfortunately. Uh, yeah. You know, if he's a real I'm, wizard, maybe he'll put a hex on the city or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it was 20 years ago. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, that craze is true. gone.
1: Yep. All right. Next, we have... Okay, this is just dumb. Uh, a guy convinced... Uh, I, I don't know how these artists have this, this ability to convince people of things like this, but this artist got 300 people to pose nude. They're not like truly nude. They're like, they, they strip down naked and then they've got this white paint all over them or something. Okay. Um, for a photograph near the Dead Sea. I, I guess they're supposed to resemble like salt, like from the sea or something. And he said it's to try to call, um, importance, call, call attention to the importance of, I don't know, saving the Dead Sea. I, I don't it's know why it's dead already. Dead sea. It's exactly, it's, I Is guess. Is there anything shrinking.
0: alive that there's not, like, the Dead Sea's pretty much no, dead. Nothing isn't lives it? there.
1: What, yeah. It's shrinking because of a, a couple of the rivers that feed it are, um, are like being dammed up, used for irrigation and, maybe power stuff like that. So the Dead Sea is oh. shrinking and there's people who think that it's important not to let it shrink too much. I don't know why. I don't get it. So what if the That's, Dead Sea shrinks? I mean, it, you know, is the Dead Sea is it is it really big? You know, I've never it's not huge, but it's like I've never the worst.
0: You know what? Like, it is big. It's, That's big.
1: Well, I mean it's a sea. Yeah. It's going to be bigger than like the Great Lakes, but it's not big like the Mediterranean Sea.
0: Right. Okay. I didn't I thought it was a lot smaller. Oh, okay. Then, then I'm seeing these pictures and it's like, oh, okay. It's a regular sea. It's got yeah. nice blue water too. But there's nothing alive in there, I guess.
1: Yeah, because Is that it's, why? it's okay. so
0: salinated. Because of the salt. Well, um... Anyway. I just, guess just it, another... uh, 300 naked people would make <laughs> me want to
1: keep the <laughs> hey. Dead
0: Sea alive. <laughs>
1: Look at all those naked people. We better save the Dead Sea. I I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't, here's the thing. I don't understand nudists. I hate being naked. (laughs) I don't even like being naked in the shower.
1: (laughs) Go put your swim trunks on to get a shower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would want to, but he got, uh, 300 of them. To just stand around naked. And you know well, it's, it's the not like.
1: Of their backside. Yeah.
0: You know it's not like, okay, pose real quick. All right, get your clothes on. They're like, standing. around. All right, stand over here. All right, everybody go over there.
1: Because well, I'm right. looking
0: at the. I mean, they've got things that say like one day ago, three days ago. So this is a matter of days, people walking around naked. <laughs> Isn't it hot there?
1: <laughs> I don't that's know. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if it's, you know, how seasonal it is either.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: they're like in mountain
0: areas and rocky and standing around on rocks. That would hurt your feet, too. Yeah, that's right.
1: People do dumb things. I I don't know what it is. Artists talk people into stupid stuff.
0: Yeah, because it's like, oh, you're going to be a part of this great art project and everybody's going to, what, see you, see your picture among the 300 other people and be like, hey, that's you.
1: Hey, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Somebody can recognize you from your backside. <laughs> yeah, people are idiotic. All right. Well, this one, uh, this guy's not idiotic. He's uh, just a fisherman, and he managed to snag a thirteen-foot hammerhead shark from the surf. Wow! Just surf fishing.
0: He hooked it. Did he? Did he bring it all the way
1: in? Yeah. He, they've got a picture of it right there on the beach with it. What do you do if you catch a big shark like that? I mean, he did, said, "Is yeah, it food or?" He, no, he he said it usually takes. He said they're pretty heavy. It takes um two to three people. But what you do is wait out to your neck, revive it, and, and let it go. You kind of get it back out to sea. How would you get it back out? You get some people to help you. I mean, it's, it's going to go. It's practically dead. It's not like it's going to start biting you or anything. So as yeah, it gradually wakes up, it will. and and you run back to shore, and it swims out to sea. I I suppose. I know. I, I wouldn't that- be
0: too worried about it. Well, I, I don't, I don't care for Shark Week. I think it's dumb. But Vicky is really into Shark Week. So. Oh,
1: really? Is there a Shark Week? I didn't know that.
0: Well, when we had TV during Shark Week, that's kind of all we watched is shark shows. Oh, and like
1: Jaws and that kind of stuff. No, the documentary like,
0: type stuff like
1: National Geographic and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, and there was one where this guy had pulled a shark in and I think he was standing next to it. And I don't know, it, it, just it was on land. It was not in the water. It was on land and it just reached around and grabbed them and, and almost took a limb off.
1: Oh, wow. Gosh.
0: I mean, he almost bled to death on the way to the hospital, just from a landed shark biting him. I think it was his hand. I think maybe he uh-huh. was trying to get the oh. hook or something mm-hmm. and it just, it just wrapped its head around real quick and grabbed him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to save a any shark. I mean, I just can't. Uh, why? Yeah. There's no shortage of sharks.
1: That's true. Why we keep not? People keep getting, eat people it? Keep getting uh, shark is Something by you can eat, right? I don't know. I, I, mean, I go I've to jungle gyms
0: things. and I, I I see shark yeah. on the yeah. on ice that you can buy. I so I assume I people eat means. it.
1: You can just butcher it if you catch it in the sea or not. There may, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are some laws. People maybe eat like anything ha- though. Hammerheads are, uh, protected or something. I don't know. I don't think so. Like you
0: can eat, like if you go, okay, so you see sharks at Jungle Gyms. Jungle Gyms is a local restaurant or, uh, grocery store in Cincinnati that has mm-hmm. all kinds of exotic foods. They have, they have fruits that you wouldn't see in any other, uh, yeah. grocery store and meats. Like, you can go and buy, uh, squid and octopus, which you generally wouldn't be able to buy in Cincinnati. So anyway, they do have shark. They also have catfish, though. Not just any catfish, though. Like, channel cat. You can buy, ch- you can actually buy live channel cat at Jungle Gyms. Huh. Look, I've grown up catching and eating fish in this area. And channel cat are the nastiest catfish you can possibly taste.
1: So why would they sell that?
0: I don't know. I guess some people like it. Like, I mean, there are some fish, catfish that aren't too bad, like uh shovelhead aren't too bad. Some mm-hmm. of the blue cat tastes, de- depend on where you get the meat. But channel cat, there's no good meat on that thing. So, I don't maybe that's the same way sharks, maybe... Maybe sharks really taste nasty, but there's this weird group of people who eat them or something.
1: Oh well. Yeah. Never had shark, but I've seen it on a menu at like, you know, nicer restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, the state of Maine has decided to clean up its roads. Uh, they passed oh, a law <laughs> that is Uh, It's not going to happen overnight, but it's basically banning profanities on their license plates. Ah, you know, I don't, I don't know what I think about that. I know, I, I always assumed that you couldn't get profanities on your license plate at all, but they are, they are saying that, uh, you know, that they, um, it, it's getting underway to see now rulemaking is getting underway to ensure that the law protects First Amendment rights while getting rid of obscene language. So they're trying yeah. to figure out that right balance. Because like right now, there are plates... like People have F-U on their plates, except it yeah. spells out the whole word.
0: Yeah, see, I, on example. the one hand, I, I'm all for the state not telling you what you can say no matter what. That's kind of an American way of doing things. Right. At the same time... It's a um, license
1: plate issued by the state, though.
0: Yeah, this is from the state. And if the state's going to reflect the... Uh, the, the, if the, it's going to reflect the way the people are, then I would imagine a lot of people don't want to read that.
1: That's true. I don't want to so, read it. You know what? You know, get get a get a standard license plate, and uh, if you want to put an obscene message on the back of your car, just stick it in your window. Okay. I wonder
0: if I wonder <laughs> if mom's license plate would be uh, banned. What's it say? Her her license plate. Remember that tan Buick she had?
1: Yeah. That but I don't license plate
0: was it was CEX 338. I Kathy would always comment on that. Your license plate says sex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I think I think I was never there for one of those comments. <laughs> she would always
0: comment on it. Mom would always be like, "Well, you shut up."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, well anyway, we'll see. Uh, maybe maybe Maine'll get their roads cleaned up. Maybe not. I
0: guess uh I guess Ass Man wouldn't wouldn't get a license plate. <laughs> Did you ever not. see that Seinfeld?
1: Uh no. I I I've okay. not watched Seinfeld.
0: Kramer asked for um his he had personalized license plate. I think it was supposed to say Cosmo, and he gets it and it says Ass Man. A S S M A N. Yeah. And all, the, all these, these big, beautiful women keep hitting on him after that. And, Thinking, oh, um, okay, yeah. He's getting all kinds of women going after him, and then everybody's commenting, everybody's giving him thumbs up, and they're trying to figure out who in the world would get personalized license plates that say that. Right. It ends up, he finds out it was a proctologist.
1: Oh. <laughs> it was oh, a pretty funny episode. All right. Okay. Last one I have, uh, we're back to New Zealand for this one. Oh, okay. Uh, in Wellington, New Zealand, an emergency call was made by a four-year-old. Uh, he basically wanted to show his toys to somebody. He wanted to what? Show his toys to somebody. Show them? Yeah. The, uh, so why do you... the dispatcher answers the call. Uh, there's a, so, uh, the call, you know, the boy Makes a call basically the New Zealand version of nine one one. Yeah, and the dispatcher says, "This is police. Is there? Where is the emergency?" The boy uh, pauses, and then he says, "Hi, police lady." The dispatcher <laughs> says, "Yes, <laughs> what's going on?" He says, "Um, can I tell you something?" And after <laughs> she says yes, he says, "I've got some toys for you." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: You've got toys for me? asks the dispatcher. Yep, come over and see them. The boy says.
0: They sent a so, cop
1: over there. So they so a police says, Yeah, I'll go do it. And so he went over and saw him and had a little talking with the boy saying, you know, explaining the, the proper reasons to use the whatever their nine one one is, their emergency number. Mm-hmm. But he said the kid did have cool toys. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: have your kids ever called
1: nine one one? Have my kids?
0: Yeah. When they're um, young and learning to use oh, the phone. Like,
1: no, no, accidentally, no.
0: Maybe even random. I don't know. My kids called them once. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a device on my phone that would automatically record messages. So oh, it was yeah. hooked up to my computer. Not messages. Um, conversations. Yeah. It, it was hooked up to my computer. I had MP3s for every single phone call made. I did that because I would have... A lot of impromptu conversations with customers and I'm terrible at taking notes. Was your way so of I would, right. Yeah. And this is when I was doing a lot of copywriting. But, um, so also I get a phone call and this 911 person saying, uh, I believe your kids are playing with the phone. I said, oh, I'm sorry and whatever. <laughs> but, um, so I looked up the MP3. And I found a couple um, phone conversations that my kids... My kids were playing with the phones a lot. I just didn't know. Oh, oh okay. And I found one that was kind of freaky.
1: Because
0: oh. one of the kids picks up the phone and talks for a little while. And then puts the phone down. But doesn't hang it up. So, you know, you got the dial tone... And mm-hmm. then, eventually, the dial tone stops. Well, then I can hear them playing and stuff. And then I hear one go back and pick up the phone again and say, hello. And um there's no response, so she gives the phone to Buddy, I think, and says, here. And Buddy says, hello. And then, a faint man's voice says, hello. Oh, that's weird. And then... Uh, I don't remember exactly what was said, but there was some back and forth between Buddy and just a very faint man's voice. Which, I mean, it, it, the phone had been off the hook. There's no connection there. The only um, other voice could have been in
1: the house. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, did you track down what was going on and where people were during that the time of that call? I was, maybe it was you. You can't tell because no. it's so faint.
0: No, I would remember if I'm talking to my son on the phone and they're no, playing no, not on, the, on the, phone. the phone.
1: You're just talking to him and he's answering you. Oh, and the phone's picking up your voice faintly, no and his voice well.
0: No, I'm downstairs uh, doing something on the computer or something like that or cleaning, and the kids are upstairs in my bedroom playing with my phone. Oh, this was all this is back
1: like, when, like within a. a this is landlines time, like, and stuff. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. This is all that same day.
1: I see. Hmm. Um,
0: That's and creepy. I've got the, re- I've got the recording, but I, I lost it at some point when, uh, when I changed computers. Man, I just looked at it over this computer and realized how old it is. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I know I, I've got it somewhere because I set it aside and I set it in one of those don't ever lose these files. And oh, buddies right. having a conversation with someone as far as I know wasn't in the house. Or if he was, it's kind of freaky because there's only, it was a landline, so there were only two phones. That is, that Downstairs is weird. and upstairs. <laughs> okay, uh, that's your last
1: one? That is my last one.
0: Alright, we got stories about saints. And let me find, so we're going to talk about, uh, Saint Adjutor of Vernon, Vernon. France, yeah. Died 1131 in Vernon, France. Um, he was, uh, he, he was in, he was, he was a knight with a group of other, uh, knights about 200, uh, Normandy knights who went on the first crusade in 1095. Um, there's not a whole lot about him other than there were miracles, um, during his battles. Uh, at one point, he and these 200 other knights were kind of trapped in an ambush by 1,500 enemies. These were uh, Muslims, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're. this is... I don't know how the Crusades progressed over the years, but this was trying to get the Holy Land back from the Muslims and to try to drive them out of Europe. So... Um, he's in a spot where he's trapped with his 200 other soldiers and by 1500 enemies. And he finally prostrates himself and prays to, now the legend, legend has it, Saint Madeline. Huh. I, I can't find a Saint Madeline that would have been a saint during that time. Okay. So, but, I mean, you know, I don't know about this. Anyway, he va- he prays to her and vows to donate his land so that they can build a chapel there and uh when he when he comes through all this and immediately thunder strikes and starts uh, actually some of the enemy was hit with lightning and the enemy kind of scattered and the two hundred knights were able to fight back and eventually wipe him out. Hmm. Um He spent seventeen years fighting in the Crusades, uh which eventually brought him actually to the tomb of Christ. Um but he was captured there, and he was bound with these real heavy chains, but his captors were kind of annoyed at how calm he was and how he didn't seem to worry at all. So they doubled his chains and made him heavier and put him in an even smaller cell to make him more uncomfortable. Um, while in prison, he had a vision of St. Madeline and St. Bernard, and they took him out of the prison cell all the way home, where he ended up uh, donating the land as he had promised, and did build a chapel, and eventually he joined this monastery wow. um he was you know he he was he was only a priest there or a monk, and i he never did become a bishop or anything, but there were reports of miracles by him, for example, outside of Vernon, there was a whirlpool in the Seine river Sien, Seine river mm-hmm. This is what I was talking about.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Got it. That's
0: so it's violent enough to there where there's a whirlpool where it's endangering the boats around there. Um, he asked his bishop to go out there on the water with him who was scared and didn't want to go, but he finally got his bishop to go out there. He told the bishop to uh, put holy water in the water to dump it overboard and and then he took the chains that he had been captured in and threw them into the whirlpool and the whirlpool stopped. Huh. Wow. Um, Vernon was also, I guess, under siege at one time again by Muslims. Um, and finally it was set aflame and St. uh rode around town telling the flames to go back where they came from. Eventually, the flames switched direction and kind of engulfed their enemy and put a stop to the siege. Uh, people make, uh, they, they have his remains today and people make a lot of pilgrimages there. He's the patron of swimmers, boaters, and drowning victims.
1: All of which you can he, understand from the whirlpool incident.
0: Yeah. So he died in 1131. Um, I, I just thought it was a weird, Story about the whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's really what grabbed my eye about him, but Saint Adjutor of Vernon, who was mm-hmm. a warrior and he fought the Muslims because that's what Christians used to do.
1: Yeah. Well, Saint Adjutor, pray for us.
0: Yeah. Uh, not a, not a big fantastic story this week, but, um, I was in a, I've had a busy week. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't um, do a
0: whole lot of research, but
1: so just for for uh, people's perspective, uh, uh, Vernon is oh I don't know I, I want to say maybe fifty miles north uh, west of Paris. Okay, how close Ish, are they to the ocean? center? to center. How close are they to what?
0: To the ocean.
1: Oh, uh, well, go another seventy miles northwest, and and you get the um, the English Channel.
0: How come I can't find it on a map?
1: V-E-R-N-O-N, France. I just typed Vernon France into Google Maps. It took me right there. Paris, France. Okay. So, I mean, you're
0: pretty, okay, you're not that far from the ocean. I imagine the, the water's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty violent by then. It's just the two stories that I heard today, one of a whirlpool, one of, um,
1: Both were on the Uh, send. The
0: police throwing people in and killing 300 people that way, just kind of, it's not anything I'm used to. I don't know. I've never really seen a river that violent.
1: Well, you know, you can measure. uh, eh, It's not huge going through Vernon, 680 feet across at the one point that I measured. Okay. Of course, the ships weren't huge either back then. You know, you've got to remember what a ship was and what would have been sailing on the river. A whirlpool in the river could have been quite dangerous to what they had then.
0: Okay. And, of course, it may have been a lot bigger at the time, or smaller. I imagine parts of this river are more controlled nowadays with, like, dams and stuff.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. Maybe.
0: If not, these people are idiots. Maybe they haven't caught up to America's way of taming things yet. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, it's just I, I every river I know of, even I mean the Ohio is pretty big, mm-hmm. um, but even if you were close to the middle, being thrown into it, you could you could still you could swim usually back.
1: Usually make it to shore especially time. if
0: you're if you're not fighting current, you just keep going with the current. Eventually, you'll get to the side. Of course, if you can't swim,
1: you know I'm going to say that that the Ohio River is probably not all that different from the Sin in terms of distance across. So I'm just looking at Cincinnati. No, the Ohio is even bigger. So I'm coming up with like 1,300.
0: That's what I thought. The Ohio 1, is a
1: feet across,
0: big river. So, but you know, okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, when I went to see, because uh, I don't, I don't go very many places, but I did get a chance to go see the Ni- Niagara Falls on mm-hmm. the New York side. Okay. And actually, I saw the small falls. I didn't, I didn't realize you could go see the bigger ones, but it was a deal where I didn't have any money to pay for the like $10 parking.
1: Oh, right. So
0: if you only park for 10 minutes, you could park for free. So I just parked my car, ran to the falls, looked at them and came back. Right. But on the road there, I could see the river and how fast it was and i got to say just the rivers kind of impressive i mean water moving that quickly over yeah. land is scary
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so I, that's probably the most violent river i've ever seen hmm. and i imagine some of them get more violent than that and it's not really that big of a river right there yeah that's where a good I point saw it because anyway.
1: the um, the sen might be it, it's narrower across, but it, it might be much less lazy than the Ohio is. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right, well, that's all we got. We're, you know, we're wrapping up pretty early tonight.
1: I know, but I, I, I got to mention this, because okay. while I was going through looking at news, I almost included an item that I saw that a sword from, you know, I, I'm going to see if I can go find it real quick. A sword from from a crusader was found like outside of Israel or something like that. Oh yeah. In one of the cities. That's cool. And I, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to go and find it and, and find out like, cause I don't know which crusade it was from or anything like that. It's just, yeah. I kind of looked at it and I thought, eh, okay, no, I won't, I won't bring it up. And then you bring up this crusader as our sanctity. Yeah. Day. <laughs> you know,
0: it's, um, it's neat. Old things like that. I, I, I'm kind of getting seeped more into that as I, as I come across old typewriters and mm-hmm. learn the history of all these typewriters. And that's just typewriters, but man, a sword from the crusades, that would <laughs> yeah. be cool. That would be <laughs> Real a really cool, cool thing to own. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, think about what we said and as always, circle the beads and we'll see you next week. Bye everyone.